Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy changing the way that you shop for skincare for good. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, and each week we interview skin experts, brand founders, and the beauty industry's best on the skin subjects that really matter. Do you want to know the products that you really need in your skincare routine? Cut through the noise of the trends to avoid to find the ones that really work? Or do you just want to know what's happening to your skin so you can achieve your skincare goals? Each week, we're going to answer these questions and more with no bias, buzzwords, or BS. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Skin Interview. So I'm Megan, the co-founder of Leone. If you are a regular listener, then you know that usually in the intro, I'm joined by Xenia, but she has actually gone on maternity leave, which is so exciting. So we've been giving updates on the size of the baby for the past, well, pretty much nine months. But yeah, now the baby is like ready to come. So she is just kind of prepping and she won't be on the podcast. Well, she may actually. She did say that she might pop in and out, but we're going to try to encourage her to not and to relax and get used to being a mom and yeah, all the things that come with that. I am not a mother yet, so I don't know what that's like, but I can imagine for all of you mothers listening, it is a huge um, adjustment period. We kind of redid her skincare regime right before she left. Um, so she was getting like everything sorted. It was so cute just getting all of her new skincare and, you know, all the things that you kind of want to do before the baby comes because then your your focus completely shifts. So yeah, Xenia, she actually also had a hydrofacial, um, which really helped with the kind of congested areas around her mouth. Um, and she was having like some congestion. I think just hormonal is what we discussed like around the chin area. And so She was kind of overdoing it with some exfoliants because she was trying to get rid of that area, the congested area. We kind of readjusted everything and her skin got a lot better. And it just shows that even experts need to go in for a checkup because all of us, it's like totally human nature when you have a breakout or some kind of new congestion to just attack the area because you just want to solve the problem. So yeah, we had a really good kind of consultation a couple weeks ago. And then she also went in for that hydrofacial, which really helped. We get a lot of um, clients actually asking us about treatments. And uh, I love the hydrofacial, particularly if you are a little bit congested. But other updates, if you are one of her clients, and she's definitely messaged you, um, I'm taking over her consultations for the next couple of months, but she'll be in and out. So that's all extremely exciting, just on a housekeeping perspective. So this week I am joined by Akash Mehta, who is the founder of Fable and Maine, which is a brand that you may be seeing kind of everywhere. Now that it's on my radar, I'm seeing it everywhere. And that's for good reason, because it's amazing. The products actually are awesome. I've been using them for a long time now. I say a long time, but like a whole bottle pretty much. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's just me, but I always run out of shampoo before conditioner. So I actually have some of the conditioner left, but the shampoo's um, all gone. And I really love it. The smell, I, I was using it in the summer, actually. Um, I started using it, I think in May. And so the smell like really takes me back now to like summer, but it's kind of like a coconut smell, the ones that I'm using. And I really love it. It's great for my curls. So I have really naturally curly hair. If you see pictures of me like on Instagram and stuff, typically I like will blow dry it and try to hide the frizz, but I do have naturally really curly hair. And so I found their products super hydrating and I mean, I like the smell of them. I'm not, I don't use like super smelly skincare. And so I feel like with hair care, I go a little bit more on the fragrance side. I don't have a sensitive scalp, but this brand is, you know, great if you do have a sensitive scalp. And in this particular podcast, we talk a lot about scalp care. I think that because of COVID really, 
we are seeing this like massive trend in scalp care and just general, you know, kind of body care and other things are kind of popping up. So I found it really interesting just to hear about, well, the fact that although maybe scalp care is new to the UK, um, it's not new um, to the kind of Indian heritage that Akash comes from. And so his personal experiences were to do with hair oiling kind of when they were growing up, when him and his sister were growing up. And um, so they actually like did lots of head massage and things like that. And it was all part of this like Ayurvedic um, kind of ritual. And I'm very interested in Ayurvedic practices. I actually am doing a few things that are kind of along those lines. My friend Sarah actually founded a brand called Deja. And so she has these really amazing supplements. Her story is really interesting. You guys should check her out. It's Deja Life on Instagram. But yeah, I put chaga in my coffee. I also have this thing called um, Dirty. So like dirt tea and I use lion's mane and I, I know that it maybe seems like a gimmick, but I actually feel like it does help me focus. Even if it's a placebo, I don't really care because it's working. But anyways, all these different Ayurvedic things are definitely kind of coming up. And it's just so interesting that these really holistic practices now are, are popping up all over the place. So yeah, one to definitely follow if you're not aware of it. I think that it's pretty interesting, but we do talk about this kind of hair oiling and also how these Ayurvedic practices, you know, are kind of applied in the brand Fable and Maine. To be honest, I didn't have much of a hair care routine. My hair's pretty low maintenance. If I'm wearing it curly, especially I just like get out of the shower and wear it wet to work, which makes you seem like you don't have like things put together, but for curly hair people, you'll know, like you have to let it dry naturally if you want the good curl. Like if you try to put any kind of diffuser on it, it just doesn't look cute. So I don't know. I feel like I've had pretty like low maintenance hair care and now I'm just putting a little bit more focus into it. And so things like the the hair oil and, and things that I can put on at night and leave on overnight or things that I can apply just before the shower, they make it quite easy. And so it doesn't seem like this kind of long drawn out process. And I love the feeling of it. I love the ritual of it. So I'm trying to be better. And it can be very meditative as well. But anyways, you guys can listen to Akash. He's honestly, his story is just incredible. They're in Sephora in America. Like they're just doing so well. And they just started this brand. So I just find it incredible to see the kind of growth and to watch their journey. But also I really would um, listen along too because scalp care is so interesting and it's an area that we haven't really focused on. And so definitely in our kind of shopping list and things like that, we are starting to incorporate, we incorporate holistic things all the time, but definitely scalp is one thing that we're kind of focusing on. And a lot of people have scalp concerns like itchy scalp and um, sensitive scalp. So yeah, definitely one to kind of, to kind of look at. And if you guys want to find Fable in Maine, um, you can go to their Instagram, but honestly, they're everywhere. So I'm sure that you're seeing them. Uh, stay tuned for Akash's conversation. And as well, remember that you can use the Skinterview 15 if you um, want to book in a session with us, which I would highly advise for anyone who hasn't because you all need a skin mentor in your life, but you get 15% off of that initial session. So you can DM us, you can email us, you can go to our website and book whatever's easiest, but hope to meet you virtually if you book in with me. And if not, then you'll meet one of our amazing skin mentors. So stay tuned and I hope you guys enjoy. So hello everyone and welcome back to the skin interview. 
So today is a little bit different. I'm excited about it because we're going to be talking a little bit more about scalp care. And I'm joined today by Akash Mehta, who is a British entrepreneur. And he has an impressive resume in the beauty industry, actually. So he's worked for Dior, Estee Lauder Company, Burberry, and also has recently been placed on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list um, for media and marketing, which is absolutely incredible. Want to hear more about that? So he, along with his sister, Nikita Mehta, is the founder of Fable in Maine, which is a luxury Ayurvedic hair care brand. And the brand's rooted in um, your authentic Indian heritage and your own personal experience experiences. So harnessing the power of Indian tradition and hair oiling, which I really want to hear more about. And actually I've been using the products, which I'll tell you guys about my experience after, but welcome. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, It's such a pleasure to be here and to, yeah, to speak to you. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about how you kind of created your brand and a little bit more about the philosophy behind the brand. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really rooted in our childhood memories. So growing up, um, me and my sister, uh, we were surrounded by um, kind of Ayurveda, hair oiling. It was just kind of second nature through our grandma who used to come from India. You know, we were born and raised in London. Our kind of parents came from, uh, they emigrated into the UK. Um, and so we were born here, but our grandma used to come from India, bring these incredible like Ayurvedic Indian adaptogens and herbal oils. And at night massage these kind of, we would call them magic hair potions into her hair at night. And while she would do that, she would like tell us stories. So like story time and hair care rituals was really what we just understood and grew up with and then over time and you know unfortunately our grandparents passed away and and we lost kind of a bit of touch into our traditions and my sister started experiencing some hair fall and we actually started talking and you know we're huge like sephora beauty junkies we used to go all the time there together um i've worked in the beauty industry for many years and working as you said like in dior etc so always looking at what's trending what's new and when going into Sephora in the US, hair and skin was always at the front. Whereas if you go in like in the UK and France, where I was living for quite a few years when I worked at Dior, it was always about makeup, fragrance, etc. So I was started experiencing a lot more hair brands and I was looking at the market and I was like, okay, cool. You have the Moroccan oils, you have like the Olaplexes, you have the salon professional ones. Why is there no Indian hair care brand at the forefront? And, you know, most people, when they say India, they think of hair and beautiful, thick, luscious hair that's and, what i think of yeah and i was like oh, it's such a shame and you know even fun fact like wigs like 90 i think more than 90 percent of the world's wigs are indian hair just dyed in different colors so i was kind of shocked that you know we didn't have a product we could buy for ourselves rooted on our heritage and we wanted to bring homage to our grandparents so we kind of said you know what let's just create it and let's start the journey together and that was it in a nutshell amazing and when did you guys start this journey like how long did it just from like a business standpoint how long did it take you guys to get it off the ground because you obviously had previous experience in the industry yeah i mean so it was definitely like an accidental um blessing of uh, i was working in corporate very happy with my job and had a pretty solid career path lined up in LVMH and didn't really think about leaving. So it was only my second year at Dior, um, my, my latest job. My sister started working on this hair oil, actually like, you know, working with some formulations. And I was like, oh, this is actually a really good formula. We were just started with the hair oil first. We didn't have the, the other SKUs like the shampoo conditioner mask at that point yet, but we had the name. We knew it would be called Fable and Main because story and, and hair with the Indian hair rituals and the story time my grandma used to uh, do with us. That was the inspiration behind the name. So we had this incredible name, which we just fell in love with. We got it all trademarked, et cetera. And then we had this 
kind of brand book and brand story. And it was, um, you know, we actually just randomly messaged, LinkedIn messaged the Sephora hair merchant because we were planning to do a trip in California, um, in San Francisco, uh, just anyway. So we were like, maybe it would be good to see the Sephora headquarters and just visit them if they're wanting to hear our story. So we messaged them. They actually replied and they said, you know, love to just see the brand, but we sent this like little 10, 20 page deck, no samples at this time. And we presented it to them, said, yeah, come, come you know, visit us. And, and we were interested. Then they loved the concept and they said, come back in a couple of weeks, a couple of months when you can with samples and we'll bring the wider team. And we did that. We got the first hair oil sample. They loved it. Then they were kind of, we call it, they call it in the kitchen. We were working in the kitchen with them for about a year, working on, you know, obviously beefing out the kind of assortment to the Holy Roots ritual, which was our launch collection, which was the hair oil, shampoo, conditioner, and hair mask. And um, without realizing it, it was about a year, uh, I would say a year in actually like product formulation, testing, you know, making the website, getting ready for launch but about a year and a half to two years in conceiving and ideation uh, before we launched. And we actually launched last year in April, 2020, um, the beginning of the pandemic. So we're a pandemic born brand. I mean, honestly, it works though, because I think that what's so interesting because you know what we do is we help people design their skincare routine, understand their skin, and then know what products to buy, not tied to brands or anything. Um, but we people come to us for for skin, you know, head to toe and actually scalp care is a big thing right now. And it's been overlooked. I feel like for a long time, not just for healthy hair, but also because it it is an indicator of things that may be going wrong with your skin as well. And so your scalp is, it's part of your skin, which is our largest organ. And so I think scalp care definitely over the pandemic, people were at home more and looking for these kind of wellness rituals to incorporate. So I'm sure that for you guys, did you notice this kind of uptick in interest in scalp care or did you see this coming already before the pandemic? Definitely. I mean, we, we tactically knew that scalp would be a big range we want to focus on, but we wanted to first focus on something a bit more broader um, as like, you know, just generally people are searching for shampoos and conditioners more than scalp products initially. So we launched with the Holy Roots collection, but our recent launch, which is the Saha Scalp Collection, which is full focused on the start on the, the scalp, that was basically actually again two years in the making because we already foresaw the the boom in scalp, uh, especially in the market. So for many, as you said so rightly, you know, scalp, you know, skin is the largest organ of our body, and scalp is something that's often forgotten. And you know, a clean scalp is so important to promote that good cell turnover, and yes. pr- promote that healthy environment for that healthy hair growth. So kind of what we forget is, is like anti-aging skincare. The exfoliation of the scalp is so important to remove those like dead skin cells um, around the follicle to promote the healthy follicle. And uh, fun fact, you know, scalp ages seven times faster than your face. So we need to think about having ingredients and and adaptogens that are soothing, anti-aging to basically maintain that healthy scalp microbiome. So for me, um, doing a lot of research into scalp was very important, but also looking at the market. So, you know, we noticed um, little basic things, things at our disposal, for example, looking at Google searches, double digit growth in scalp care searches year on year for the last three years. And, you know, especially in America, we were seeing, looking at cases uh, done by Mintel, you know, 25% of US adults suffer from an itchy scalp and are really concerned by it. And about more than 33% women, 26% men 
basically are suffering from hair loss in the USA um, and probably more than that. So it's an increasing number, increasing concern. So scalp, I think, is a big opportunity for many hair brands to dive into. A hundred percent. I think it's really important. And a lot of our clients, common scalp concerns that we see is the flaky skin, itchy scalp. Uh, we also see congested skin on, on the scalp. So people, um, if you're working from home, I typically, you know, may like feel the back of my neck and typically you can get some little congestion bumps on the back of the neck you know, in your hairline there. Um, And we also see a lot of people have congestion in their hairline also kind of around the forehead, which typically is from the baby hair here. And then also from skincare products, they're not washing their cleanser out properly, et cetera. And and hair loss, of course. So there are a lot of people who are reporting hair loss um, with COVID. Actually, I experienced that myself. It was really scary. Actually, I was losing so much hair and my hair was so thin that you know, it was, it was really upsetting. And so, you know, we had, we had our clients coming to us asking about supplements that they could take and things like that. But of course they wanted to be able to put something topically on, on the, the, their scalp too. talk to me a little bit about the, the practice of applying a scalp product in your hair, um, and where you would incorporate that into your, into your routine. And then I also want to know about the kind of Ayurvedic practices as well. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, scalp, um, oiling, hair oiling, uh, they go hand in hand. It is an Ayurvedic practice. And um, the most important thing is, is about understanding why we're doing the hair oiling is the act of the motion, is the movement, because you're also stimulating the blood circulation, increasing the blood flow, which is kind of kickstarting the anagen phase of the hair cycle, which is the growth cycle. So it's super important that when we're putting oils into our scalp and or serums, we're massaging them in. And there's a lot of different movements that can be done. Um, but usually it's just, as you would imagine, putting pressure and just rubbing them around, uh, making sure you're not forgetting any points because we have a big kind of surface area to cover when it comes to the hair. And as you said so rightly, maybe the back of that hair or the front with the baby hair, we often like forget about those things. And that's where we often see that congestion. So um, hair oiling is something that, you know, we grew up or Indian head massaging as well. It's something that we grew up with just with our grandma doing it quite vigorously on her head. And it felt really good. So um, nice. And it's like, it, it just feels the best. And I actually have started to learn how to do it on myself. And sometimes it's quite scary. I'll just do it on myself and I'll like fall asleep while like massaging my, <laughs> my hair, the scalp. Um, it's good though. It's, it's such a nice part of like your wellness ritual, like very it's relaxing. So nice. And you know, as long as like, you can do it anywhere. I mean, if, if you're out and about, as long as you have a comb around you, because you know, your hair gets messy, just whenever your scalp needs it. Like we've just launched the Saha Scalp Amla Soothing Serum, which is designed to be a leave-in. And this is allowing you to use the scalp, you know, the scalp serum whenever you, your scalp needs it. Because you might get an itchy scalp on the tube. You might get an itchy scalp on wherever. And, I, you know, I want to normalize the fact that as humans, when we get an itchy elbow, we kind of sometimes just like, you know, want to touch it. But if you have an itchy scalp, you know, you need to fix it. It's not, it's not something gross. It's not something that you should run away with. It's something that we should embrace scalp care because it becomes less gross when you start taking care of it. Right. That's the most important. Um, and especially if you, I don't know if anyone's ever done like the kind of microscopic kind of looking into your scalp with those little tests. Um, oh my oh gosh. My they're a it will bit scare you. <laughs> freaky. No, yeah. they're really freaky they because you freaky. just see how dry. I mean, for me, I think not for everybody, but for me, my, I have such, I have lipid dry skin, really dry. And so, yeah, it's terrifying. I have, you know, the flakiness and 
it's not cute. It's not, no, it's not. And I think also a lot of people don't really understand like scalp. Like they're kind of confusing. Like, especially when you say, do you have an irritated scalp, a dry scalp? People are like, I don't know. I think I have an itchy scalp. I think I have a dry scalp. Like mm-hmm. it is something that you just have to start paying more attention to it, understanding it, you know, doing some of those like kind of microscopic tests to get some actual like data. But I think um, the more you just take care of it, the more you'll know that you won't have these issues. And that's the thing. Exactly. And so what kind of core ingredients should people be looking for? I mean, I know that you've incorporated them in your products. So what are the kind of core things? So, I mean, the the three core ingredients we have in our Amla soothing serum, which I would say, you know, for me would be the three good, really good ingredients. One is Amla, which is an Indian gooseberry. This is a very famous Ayurvedic ingredient. It's really rich in vitamin C um, and antioxidants. So basically it's a great deep conditioner um, for your scalp and Perfect for itchy scalp. So amla, itchy scalps, the best. Then uh, bakuchi, bakuchio, it's quite a, you know, skin as well. It's a big ingredient. It's great. It's so big. Like really the the benefits of bakuchiol, you know, I feel like it's kind of a recently had has had its moment um, in the spotlight because it's such a great alternative for retinol. I mean, although there's not as much research, but for women who are pregnant, um, especially they can use bakuchiol instead of retinol and for me, I sometimes can't use retinol because my skin's so sensitive. So Bakuchiol is a great alternative. So exactly, love, it, love it's, a, gr- it's a great alternative. It's got beautiful, like, you know, the, the purple kind of hues and colors. And it's the, so the pretty. With it. So pretty. And yeah, as you said, it's instead of retinol, it's perfect for the regeneration of skin cells. So when I say skin cells, it's not just for your face, for your scalp too. It's all connected. And then aloe is an amazing ingredient as well. It contains vitamin E which is also really good for dry scalps. So kind of amla, bakuchi, aloe are three of those ingredients. And you know, they can be found just in your kitchen. Like when my grandma was putting them into our, into our scalps, it was literally that aloe leaf, like literally, you know, um, completely. And in, even amla, the Indian gooseberry, you know, you would you know, eat it, you would put it on your scalp. Like it's that kind of product. So things in the kitchen, you'll find there's so much... Um, well, especially if you're an Indian, you have a lot of these already in your home because of the ingredients you'd use in Indian cuisine. But, you know, things like turmeric, anti-inflammatory, um, you have also uh, even things like hibiscus, like flowers as well. Like there's a lot of incredible things out of just um, kind of uh, vegetables. And, and, you know, you also have plants, but you have also flowers, which can be really good as well with the actives in there. Hibiscus is rich in vitamin C and I think um, also has its own natural amino acids. So it's another really good ingredient to, to think about. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, all of those ingredients, incredible. And so with your, because I've been using your, I've gone through the whole, the whole thing actually. So I've just, I've just finished my shampoo and conditioner and I love it because it doesn't leave build up. You know what I mean? So like I, I have really like naturally very curly hair, kind of like ringlety curls and it's so, it gives my, my hair such a shine. And so um, with your, obviously you have the serum, but with your shampoo and conditioner, how did like, what's the kind of thought process behind that? And how did you get it to not have buildup? Because I think with, it's not overly light. I would say it's like more of a medium and in terms of the conditioner, it's not super heavy. No, exactly. So, I mean, so Saha Scalp, we're launching more into that range soon to stay tuned, but the Holy Roots ritual, um, you're referring to, that's very much like a root care also for your scalp. It's a bit of a 360. So we launched the hair oil, the Holy Roots hair oil. That's a pre-wash hair treatment oil. That's got ashwagandha, dashmo, other incredible Ayurvedic adaptogens, more for strengthening of the hair, stronger hair, healthier hair growth. So while it does clean your scalp and really does promote that kind of anagen phase, 
it's really for strengthening the hair. Our shampoo conditioner, as you said, as well as our hair mask, it's a different scent. Um, we actually use a different lab for this, but this took a lot of R&D because we were so adamant from day one to be, of course, cruelty-free, clean, vegan, but silicon-free, sulfate-free, phthalate-free, all those kind of very clean um, kind of, we wanted to make sure as much as possible. So we spent a lot of time in, in a mountain of lab samples um, to make sure it was super hydrating, nourishing, but also a little bit goes a long way. So one pump can still go a long way because we want to make sure it lasts a long time for people. But I, I mean, we can't always get rid of our habits of just, you know, sometimes I'm the same. I just put like three or four pumps because I just I want to lather it with in. With the conditioner, I know I use too much conditioner in general. So that's just yeah. like a me thing. But I'm like, yeah, I overly. I mean, at the same time, like from a sales perspective, I'm like, I don't mind. But <laughs> like, from a, it, Megan. <laughs> buy more. But, but generally speaking, that is like two big advice, I would say for anyone, you know, whether it's skin or hair is less is more. You don't 10,000 products in your cabinet you don't need 10 shampoos and also you know a lot of it does get washed away and so you know go step at a like you know try a drop or a pea size or two pea size or a couple of pumps if you need depending on your hair and then first see do you think it needs more and then add more but as opposed to start with a lot from the beginning but yeah so our shampoo conditioner um it has coconut cream uh you know uh, that yeah, mango smell to it yeah, so we've got that. I want to make sure it's as nourishing with more kind of tropical fruits and those kind of sides of India. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so if someone was building there, kind of because we talk all the time, I mean, anyone who listens to our podcast, they we hear all about skincare routine building. And um, actually, previously, the Skin Ingredients podcast, which was with uh, Jen Rock, is all about kind of the, the products that you need in your skincare regime. So, in terms of your hair care routine, what would be like your core products that you would recommend for someone? in their routine and how would they build that out? So definitely, um, I always would start every, every kind of routine with a good hair oil. Um, I want to normalize hair oiling in India, like 50% or more than 50% of the population oil their hair daily, um, just for you to know. And, and you know, sometimes like I see a lot of influencers now being like, going out with an oily hair or an oily scalp, don't care, you know, normalizing it. Um, I think like we, I want to get to a point where, you know, allow those oils to do the magic and sit in. And so, Pre-wash hair oil treatments are, I think, the biggest thing. So before on dry hair, for example, before you shower, ideally left overnight, soak your hair into a really great hair oil um, and let it do its magic. Because when you wash it out the next day, you know, alongside the shampoo conditioners or whatever, you'll see a huge visible difference a lot because of the hair oil. So that's the first step. Then I would say, you know, having a really solid shampoo um, and conditioner that um, is suitable for your hair type and your needs. Uh, you could switch the conditioner for a really good treatment or hair treatment or mask if, if your hair needs the extra TLC and care. And then post kind of hair rituals, um, definitely finding the right styling products um, that suit your your needs. So, you know, depending on are you using a lot of hair uh, irons and, and, you know, making sure you have good heat protectors are you going out a lot making sure you have good uv protectors for your hair as well people forget so about important that. yeah people forget um and then as and as you said like scalp um even scalp serum and stuff just to keep on your hair to soothe it because you might still need that post wash so yeah those are my little tips yeah i love it because it's actually not something i think that people you know just generally speaking, we thought um, shampoo conditioner may be a styling product here and there, but there is a lot more to it. And I think as we kind of look at skincare and self-care and, you know, all of these different wellness rituals and how they all connect, I think it's really important that we, you know, understand a little bit more and at least, you know, you educate yourself on what you might need um, and the different things that are out there, the different options. So I think that you guys are obviously doing an incredible, incredible job of that. And we're all about, you know, education before you 
you know, delve in and just buy a bunch of stuff. It's not very yeah. sustainable. It's not like, at all. Yeah. No. And so where do you think hair care is going? I know that you've talked about wanting to make this kind of hair oiling and going out with an oily, you know, scalp normal, but where do you see everything going? So I think there's a couple of trends I'm seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm not so five years down the line right now because it's like, you know, obviously the world's changing so much. It's, it's naive to think, I mean, what will happen in five years? I don't even know what's coming in, in a year, but I definitely have like a couple of trends I'm seeing now that I think will be the, 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 the future. So one is definitely hair and skin and, and the whole kind of um, family, I think was going to go a lot more into cultural um, kind of storytelling and bringing inspiration from like, like Ayurveda, like, you know, things which have been like Ayurveda for people who don't know, um, it's a 4,000 year old science. Ayur means life, Veda means knowledge. So it's like the knowledge of life, science of life. And this is for me, um, I know that sometimes there's not enough like, like acclaimed data behind it, but for me, it's like, but it's been passed down from generation to generation. And that's what I believe in the most. If my grandma told me it's the best knowledge. I don't care about Mintel, this and that. It's my grandma is the one that knows. She knows. <laughs> she knows. So It's true I, though. It's so it's true. So There's true. proof in the pudding, the, the, the reason that it's been around for so long. You know, I see so much, you know, there's so much coming with adaptogens and things like that. I put chaga every morning um, in my coffee, things like that. And it really, it's so mood boosting. And there's really something to it. I think there's research that needs to be done. Exactly. I, I think when you look at consumerism today and how certain things get viral and everywhere, like whether it was turmeric before and then, which was in India, it's Haldi, you know, I grew up with, or it's ashwagandha now in every single coffee drink. And then you have like this matcha, CBD, and all this kind of stuff. These are all coming from traditions and they're just coming really now into the mainstream market in the last 10 years, five years. So I think there's more, I mean, the, the encyclopedia of ingredients still at our disposal that people don't know, especially when it comes to hair. Like, you know, I can name a few, whether it's Bingraj, Brahmi, Nilini, there's all these incredible ingredients and people will be like, what the hell is that? But I'm sure in five years time, you'll be saying these words, how we bought, for example, ashwagandha into a hair, but dashmul. Now a lot of people are educating. I'm seeing all these influencers saying, this has got dashmul. This is 10 roots, 10 potent rules combined. And it's like, so nice to see people spread that message okay, we put it in a hair oil in the front of the label, but now people are actually explaining it to their audiences. So that I think is definitely happening. Then I think another trend will be definitely this whole personalization, custom formulas seen by brands like Pros and Functional Beauty. Like this is definitely people are, are wanting, especially for hair, to have, you have it a bit in skin where people are getting custom formulas. Yeah, you have skin and me, you have these kind yeah. of... Yeah, but definitely pros. So I trialed pros though, and I it gave me back me. I know. They're starting the right idea. I just think that you can see when certain brands maybe cut corners on, on types of formulations and ingredients. But I think the idea of custom formulations is hundred percent where it's going. Yeah, and definitely with skincare, it's it's kind of mirrored. And I think what's really cool with like Winnie Awa, you know, Kara, the yeah, she's a friend of ours. She's actually um, on this season of the Skin Interview. Oh, so yeah, she's amazing. Um, and I, I really like that type of per personalization where you're kind of looking at what's out there already and, you know, saying, okay, this is this is what's good for you, which is what we do, obviously. So I'm a little bit biased. But, but yeah, I, I think, um, no, but it's exciting, you know, what Function of Beauty and Pros are doing. I think it's... Exactly. So I think more and more brands, they can do that. And then I think the, the third and my last kind of thing I'm seeing is definitely disrupting formulations and also like blacklisting ingredients and stricter kind of um we're seeing this with our retail partners but stricter rules and regulations every year this clean at sephora label the good for you in sephora europe like all these like kind of badges and, and things they have um 
week yearly updates and certain times it's like oh my god that one brand had this main ingredient that was clean and now next to it's not and you get this a lot with greenwashing and people don't know what is clean what is what is all of that and i think being stricter in this more uh, kind of responsibility on this and blacklisting ingredients and just kind of ingredient or il kind of openness and exposure to understand really what other levels is it marketing ingredients is it really in the product i think that's going to be a big trend that consumers are driving because they're becoming a lot more knowledgeable and asking the right questions today so a lot of brands will suffer that are purely marketing driven cutting costs and just you know putting a lot of junk and fillers in in products and i'm glad because i want to weed out the brands that are not good for you giving for example back me and stuff you don't want to have products like that because if it's ten dollars thirty dollars fifty dollars it's people's hard-earned money and i want them to get good quality that works a hundred percent and also you feel hoodwinked you know by it all like it's really frustrating especially you know in skincare big time there's been this huge movement um and I think that, yeah, education on what's in products is so important. And also consumers are definitely driving this um, need for transparency. I think transparency is huge in terms of formulation, you know, where the ingredients are actually coming from. Also, you know, just because it has the ingredient doesn't mean that it's the best quality. So I think that that's, you know, really important as well. And brands also are doing a great job of educating about, you know, their kind of supply chain and things like that, which is which is great. We, that's what we need. So yeah, I think it's really exciting and hair care, you know, it's really boomed. So I'm, what an exciting space to be in right now. Exactly. I couldn't, I mean, I, I mean, I was an engineer growing up, a uh, bit of a math physics geek with the dream of working in NASA, let alone would I be thinking three, four years later, I'll be speaking to you talking about hair and blood circulation and scalp, but it's just, it's got me hooked. You know, I, I'm not a hairdresser, nothing like this in the background, but I'm just, I love hair. I think it's, it brings people together. And I also think it's an industry while skin is growing. I think hair has got a lot of catching up to do and a lot of opportunities to grow. So I'm glad to be working in this forefront of this, of this movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Skincare. I mean, it's a minefield. There's so many brands there's of course a lot with hair care, but I think you're right. There's a lot of, a lot of catching up to do. So yeah, I'm just excited to watch your journey as well and just kind of see where it goes. I'm using the products, so they're they're staples in my in my routine already. And I had never done anything other than just like, you know, use shampoo and conditioner. So this yeah. is oh, me a too. Whole new, Don't worry. A whole me new too. world for me. I love it. But thank you so much for joining me today. Um and yeah, if you guys have any questions, how can people reach you guys, follow you, find your products? Yeah, so I mean, you can reach us uh, at Fable and Main, um, F A B L E A N D M A N E, um, and fableandmain.com. Uh, we reply to all DMs, hair concerns. So, you know, ask us any questions you have. And I'm personally at meta underscore A, M E H T A underscore A. You can also reach me and message me privately too. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. And guys, we hope you enjoyed. Let us know if you have any questions. You can always drop us a DM too. And have a great day. Bye.